Hello, everybody, and welcome back to How to Stand. For the last episode of the year, I decided it's a good time to just wrap up Season 1 and recap all the topics we've covered this year. So if you're new to this podcast or trying to recommend it to someone, this is the episode to start with. I will just summarize what you can expect from the show going forward and the kinds of topics that we've covered already. So without further ado, let's get started. The ultimate goal of this podcast is and was to wrestle with questions about why we are fans, why we enter fandoms, what would cause us to ever leave or be resistant to leaving a fandom, what fan culture is like and has been like over history, and what does it look like going forward? And when did we go from being casual fans to being a stan of something, to being a mega fan who is in love with some piece of pop culture? and how pop culture really shapes fans' lives, and vice versa, how fans are now having a more reciprocal influence on their favorite artists and other pop culture icons in one way or another. So dealing with those broader social questions, as well as looking more narrowly at specific fandoms and what they're like, has been the focus of the show and will continue to be so going forward, complete with research as well as just interviews and, in general, takes and commentary from me. Episode 1, the AKB48 Vision, looked at different ways that bands try to stand out from the pack and market themselves uniquely from the K-pop girl group whose rollout strategy involved introducing a new member to the world month after month until all of the members had been introduced to the world with singles released and everything, so that it was like a bunch of individual singers finally coming together at the end of a big event, to the Japanese girl groups like AKB48, which can have over 100 or even over 200 members. There's groups we talked about who are just infinitely adding more members. All sorts of unique concepts used to try to get people's attention and what has paid off what hasn't is what we looked at in that episode. As well as the unique ways that some bands are crowdfunded or otherwise very odd, like AKB48's digital member who's not human. Episode 2, Cyberdog and Hello Kitty, is a two-parter. Part 1 focuses on Cyberdog and similar stores that have a whole aesthetic around them that drives a following, and different physical locations, why people want to go to them, like pop-up restaurants or stores or bars that have to do with Stranger Things, Friends, Saved by the Bell, Britney Spears' discography, why people go to those pop-up Instagram photo ops, what's the big deal, and how that vibe is created. And then the second half dives into the world of Hello Kitty and kawaii culture at large, and why those cute little cartoon characters have taken over the world, and all the many ways that can actually be used on a very deep level for soft power and for diplomatic relations globally, and they really can influence a, a society status on the global stage. Episode 3, Miku, Holograms, and a Redefining of Reality, discussed moments in history where holograms have been used and where that might go going forward. That episode also talks about some hologram specializing companies and what their long-term goals are. It also deals with questions about Miku, a digital singer who is so popular she fills up stadiums just by performing as a cartoon hologram character in Japan, and she's popular worldwide, and there are Miku cons all over the world, and what does that say about our culture, and really how we decide what is real or what is real enough at least to be a fan of, and can people be fans of people who are not actually people at all? Episode 4, 
looked at the bronies, male fans of My Little Pony, the brony cons, the conventions they've created, the terminology they've created for themselves, the online world they've created for themselves, their crowdfunded documentary that led to backlash, and other tension within their own fandom, and ultimately what the appeal is of the My Little Pony rebooted TV show and how it attracted an unexpected audience. Episode 5 was about Sherlockians, fans of Sherlock Holmes over time, and how the author's relationship with fans was not exactly warm and friendly, and the fandom itself was not exactly inclusive. And over time, the Sherlock fandom became a lot more diverse and inclusive, and so an abbreviated version of that history is what is broken down in that episode. Episode 6, Boy Bands vs. Sports Teams, looked at the history of Beatlemania and the fan frenzy surrounding the Beatles, and then compared that to the concept of hooliganism and how sports teams and sports superfans have been treated by the media differently or viewed as it's just more normalized behavior to act up and be rambunctious versus it's shameful and embarrassing when female Beatles fans were doing the same thing. And so just looked at it over time, the big differences between how the Beatles fans were covered and discussed and treated versus sports fans. Episode 7, Comics and Superheroes, looked at the history of moral panic surrounding the content of comic books and how that led to the comic book industry self-censoring out of the fear of losing readers and losing trust in fans and the ultimate consequences of what happened when someone basically manufactured or altered or cherry-picked, really messed with and manipulated his research, as he called it, about the detrimental effects of reading comic books and how that was a very skewed study and what happened when the truth came to light. That episode also talks about the history of Comic-Con and how the ultimate uh, core values of the convention have evolved and changed over time, as well as the actual content of the convention. And the episode looks at graphic novels compared to comic books, what the big difference is, if you've ever wondered that. Episode 8 is a go-to guide for Sailor Moon, an anime character who has taken the world by storm. If you're wondering what all the fuss is about Sailor Moon merchandise and the whole Sailor Moon storyline, which there are actually technically five main storylines, but I get into that. A whole character guide, plot guide, everything you would need to know about Sailor Moon and why she has this mass appeal is in that episode. Next, I released a four-part special, four key parts, but divided up into two episodes to stream all about TV shows and TV show fandoms. Four TV shows that developed an extremely loyal fan following from Pretty Little Liars to Firefly to Buffy the Vampire Slayer to Lost to Glee and other shows marketed toward teens. All sorts of TV shows that developed a huge, what they were described as at the time as cult-like followings and why that was the case. Part one deals with how those fandoms were formed, how certain shows really stood out marketing-wise and just longevity in terms of how beloved the shows are. They're now eternally a part of people's canon. Part two looks at examples of times when fans actually bonded together to help save their favorite programs from cancellation or to renew their show, something along those lines. Part three looks at inter-fandom feuds. And part four looks at the complications surrounding when money gets involved in a fan appreciation, whether it be selling your own version of knockoff merch or actually crowdfunding your favorite actor's project. The ethical implications there are discussed in part four. Then we looked at fan fiction in an episode looking at 
author's arguments both for and against fan fiction, whether they like it or not, and why or why not, with a lot of valid arguments on both sides of the debate. And we looked at a specific example of a time when an author really just stopped and fan fiction kind of ruined her her writing career in some ways, and she decided to stop writing about specific characters because a fan fiction source seemed to kind of ruin things for her. And we also look at other examples of when fan fiction was kind of mainstreamed in a way, if and if that can ever actually happen, like Fifty Shades of Grey and Mortal Instruments, things that people may forget were actually fan fiction originally, but then spun into something else. We look at how that happened. The Betrayal series of episodes looked at times when fans felt disillusioned with their favorite artists, when they felt like their favorite artist had misled them or outright lied to them over time and was just not who they thought they were. Episode 1 of Betrayals looked at the story of JT Leroy, someone who pretended to be a young teenage boy author who wrote about some really dark parts of his past and then it was turned out to have been a fictionalized tale told by a 30-something-year-old woman who had actually been having a friend dress up as J.T. Leroy as if he was a real person for years and then the actual author would dress up as his assistant and they would go out in public together and try to keep up appearances and that whole story is unraveled in that episode. Episode 2 looks at three iconic lip-syncing quote-unquote scandal moments in pop culture history, one of them being the whole Millie Vanilli scandal. And episode 3 looked at art and literary hoaxes, as they were called, one being the parents who were thought to have painted a child prodigy's paintings for her, and that therefore she didn't deserve all the fame she got worldwide for her paintings. And the other half of the episode talks about an author who pretended to be a Navajo man in his memoirs writing about things that had never actually happened to him. A few toy-themed episodes of the show looked at favorite beloved children's toys and where the appeal came from and what their origin stories are. The first episode looked at Mattel's history and the making of Barbie dolls and Barbie's complicated legacy to say the least and her notorious feud with Bratz. Episode 2 of the toy series looked at the history of Lego toys. And listen to the end of one of those episodes to catch a very short version of a story about the Cabbage Patch Kids frenzy and what that was all about and the feud that was simmering behind the scenes between the two the two people who both allegedly claimed to have created the concept of the Cabbage Patch Kid. We have to take a quick break, but more of the recap after this quick message. Interviews from this season include one with Zoe Fraud Blenar, who co-wrote a book called Super Fandom, all about fandom culture and a, a whole bunch of examples of ways that fans have shown their love for different pieces of pop culture. She really gets into the sociology of it all, so if you want to really nerd out about sociology concepts and just theorizing about culture, if you're into pop culture studies in that way, we get pretty into it in that media studies type of discussion we had. It was a great conversation. And then I also got to interview Dr. Karma Waltonen and Denise DuVernay, authors of The Simpsons in the Classroom, who have written about the ways that The Simpsons uses humor in very impressive ways to make a point, the ways that The Simpsons utilizes satire and other elements of, a, of storytelling that make it just next level and why it is such an iconic show and how it can be used to actually teach classes. And they have many times before incorporated The Simpsons into class curriculum and it's not as out there of an idea as it sounds. 
There are a lot more specific fandoms, of course, that we are going to cover going forward that we have not yet, from specific musicians to fandoms that have actually formed just around a brand, like Ikea fans or Nutella super fans, fans of specific movie franchises. There are so many more fandoms to explore. I'm very excited. I have a lot in the works for season two coming very soon in 2021. So thank you all for sticking with me. I hope you enjoy How to Stand. And for more information about the show, always remember that there will be a constantly updated blog page of sorts on my website for the show specifically. So just click on the How to Stand link at the top of 17karatkpop.weebly.com. And if you subscribe to my weekly newsletter, you will see in there a roundup of links to the sources for research papers and book recommendations and other reading material that I talk about and mention on how to stand. If you want more information about a certain episode topic, just catch up on the weekly newsletter and you'll see the sources linked there. Thank you all for sticking with me. I hope you continue to listen and share and spread the word about the show so I can continue to make it and have some really interesting interviews and conversations as we continue to explore fandom culture in all of its many forms. Thank you again, and I will see you next year.